week's episode of the Red Bull Rant is brought to you by the fine patrons that support us through patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. You can support us for the low, low price of $1 a month, and you can get exclusive content, including a monthly wrap-up for the New York Red Bulls. We want to send a special shout-out to our patrons who support us at $5 a month. That is our producer-level reward. Thank you to Jeremiah Dempster, William Martin, Clayton John, and Christopher Admack. Now, on to the show. The Red Bull Rant is a free-flowing podcast with three soccer-loving idiots who don't know when to shut their dumb potty mouths. So listener discretion, yeah, it's, it's pretty much advised. Welcome, my friends, to the Shouldn't Have Rents. This is the Red Bull Ram Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Ipico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and this is episode 350, Die Hard, with a vengeance. Ooh, with a vengeance. Uh, the best yeah. sequel. Well, you know who did not come out with a vengeance? The New York Red Bulls over the last week. <laughs> so much for those 4-1 victories giving us hope. Seriously. No kidding. Wow. Uh, another double game week coming up, so that's perfect for going to that. Uh, two games to talk about. We're just going to combine them because we're not going to spend a lot of time on games we hate. Uh, first, away loss to Orlando 3-1, followed up by a home loss to expansion side Miami 2-1, which included the first goal for Gonzalo uh, Higuain in MLS. Uh, so before we get into our thoughts and tweets, uh, Truman, you got those ready to go? Yeah, I got tweets. Uh, I'm going to cover the Orlando ones first. There's only three of them. Um, hilariously, uh, at Rusheko said, Tom Barlow, where art thou? Well, why won't we get to that soon enough? Uh, Travis Moose, Moose underscore Travis said, on par for, on par for a subpar team. No one expected them to win, and they played accordingly. Hard to say how one feels about this interim manager other than he's a pretty good placeholder. Is it the 2021 season yet? This mediocrity is annoying at best. And then Tonino M said, beat up the crappy teams, get beat up by the good teams. And then sometimes you get beat up by the crappy teams because we're getting into it right now. Sometimes they come to roost. <laughs> yep. So here we go. Uh, at CDI. N-E-N, whatever that is, I don't know. <laughs> says, fake season, fake opposing team, fake results. Uh, Tonino M again says, on to 2021. Uh, Todd Drake, at T. Drake said, when I watch, I see no discernible system of play. Without that, you need game changers, and we have none. A lot of chasing the ball and meaningless possession. No guile, just a bit of craft. Oh, and Royer is a total baller, and Miami consist- constantly whining <laughs> demand of cards. Yeah, no joke. Uh, our friend Anthony said, I said I feared when Iguin was going to play for Miami. Struber, take your time getting the work visa. You don't need to deal with the stink of this team or the Kearney landfill. Even with the visa, when will he start coaching thanks to Murphy's optional quarantine? <laughs> Playoffs? I mean, probably not, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to that later. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about uh, Michael Cavanaugh said, I believe in Kevin to be – but." Kevin T, but so far, two signings, not enough moves by end of the month. Let's go enough. I'm fucking ashamed. Uh, at the Red Bull 96 said, we need a damn striker. 
Well, we have of them, but some just don't play when we want them to, I think, right? Well, most of the time. Yeah. Um, at CNY underscore Metro 96, he's calling himself Buffalo McSports fan right now. Um, yes. But he said, season is fraudulent. Hans Gruber will save us. What idiot. Put you in charge. You did. Michael Cavanaugh. Two years of hell. Someday they will wake up and realize pedigree matters. Never system. It was BWP Robles, Sasha, people. If we are honest, Miami, a lot better team, even with injuries. I mean, they weren't really a lot better team. There's only two to one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at Rosheko said, Barlow and Teta need a third stooge. <laughs> and then finally, Travis Moose said, is unacceptable to pen a letter to Red Bull asking each current player to be fired. Almost rather be an expansion team at this point. At least they have blind hope moving forward. All the rage. All the rage you can ask for. Don't worry. Red Bull organizations listen to this uh, podcast. Your rage is getting at them. You totally know they do. It's fucking embarrassing! That they listen to this podcast? I agree. <laughs> I'm too far away to kick my my garbage can, or I would kick it. <laughs> All right, so let's get into our thoughts on this, likes and dislikes. Uh, we'll do dislikes first because you should, in theory, end on a happy note. Uh, Pat, you can go first. What did you dislike about these two matches? Uh, I'm just gonna go with uh, Fox Sports because I feel like in the past I've watched games on replay. Um, this Saturday, I unfortunately I had literally no chance of watching this game. Uh, and I didn't think to DVR it because, again, I've watched replays on Fox Sports before. And for whatever reason, I've been unable to access the replay of the game. I mean, I guess 3-1. I didn't miss much. But uh, it still would have been nice to have been able to sit down and watch this game. So, really, I, I can't analyze the 3-1 game because I, I haven't seen – I've seen highlights. That's about it. I mean, for, for me, dislikes. I mean, the Orlando result was not shocking, to say the least. Orlando's playing really good right now. Yeah. Um, so I guess if you want to talk about the, that home loss, is that really they could have had a couple more goals, and that was the biggest thing, is that, again, they set themselves up for failure by only scoring one goal. Um, Against an and, inexperienced and, goalkeeper, too. Yeah, yep. You know, only scoring the one goal. Giving up the one, I don't know, three minutes afterwards, and then you're just bracing for certain doom, and that's exactly what happened again. You, you score another goal or two, and you're getting a, at least a point out of this game. Uh, I'm going to go back to the Orlando game for mine. Um, I, it, it, we knew we were going to lose, right? I, I'm pretty sure all of us predicted losses last week. Um, but it, it's 2-1, and that third goal gets given up, and the thing for me isn't the fact that we gave up the goal because I, I if they gave up a third goal, it wouldn't have mattered, honestly. But it's just the manner in which it happened because the players just gave up. It's not it's not like Orlando <clears throat> truly, quote, earned the goal. Mm. The, the Red Bull defense just kind of like said, all right, screw it. It's the end of the game. We're, we're already lost. Who, who cares? And they left... Uh, David Jensen had to dry on that one. Uh, it's just lose. I don't care. You win or lose. If you're playing a good team in Orlando this year, losing in their stadium with the first game for them having fans there, okay, I can buy it. But at least put the effort in. That's it. And the effort clearly wasn't there against Miami. So yeah. 
All right. So, likes uh, Truman, what'd you like from these two matches, if anything? Um, Steve Jolly is fun to listen to on the radio broadcast. I will say that uh, I listened to most of the game last night, at least most of the first half. Uh, he's pretty hilarious. So he was talking how loud the fans were, and the fans were really up for that game. Um, <laughs> saying, "Do we remember who Tyrion Re was?" You know, he, he's he's quite the character. So it made the pain of another loss. Uh, at least bearable for part of it. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, I guess it was nice to see Omir Fernandez score again. Uh, he's having a solid season, even if the, most of the team around him isn't. Um, you know, it, it's if you want to look for mild glimmers of hope, I, I guess you could put a, throw it there. Uh, I guess the side thing is Mandela Egbo's beard, dynamite. Uh, I loved it. Uh, Makes me miss my Corona beard that I accidentally shaved off a week ago. Um, how about the play of Kaku? I mean, not that not that we were scoring goals a lot against Orlando, but man, that offense is so, so much different with Kaku on the field versus him off. And Miami was even bigger since he's now going to be gone for a minimum of five games, I think. <laughs> Well, they said five weeks, so yeah. Five I mean, weeks, yeah. Uh, it's got to be five weeks. It can't be five weeks. No, no, it's ten days, I yeah. think, is when they have to come back. So so it equates to five games for us. But I, I, whichever tweet was about the, the pedigree, man, that, that missing Kaku it just illustrates that issue perfectly because the offense started to click recently when – they were putting the ball through, through Kaku to be distributed. Now, all of a sudden, in this game, they don't have him, and they can't beat a bunker anymore. Well, I mean, uh, if, 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 I mean, let's just slide right into afterthoughts, because that was going to be my whole point is that Kaku is clearly the best player on this team right now. And it was, mm-hmm. like you said, it was glaringly obvious last night. Glaring. Um, he is the playmaker. He's the playmaker that they sign, and he's been showing that this season for the most part. Um, and him not in that lineup is it's been it's oof. I don't know how they're going to survive. Honestly, I really don't. Yeah, yeah, I definitely can't deny he's certainly come on the last couple of weeks, um, playing very well. I mean, who know who the hell knows? I wouldn't be shocked if he's playing. He's auditioning for another future team. I, I, I just whether it be because he wants out or because I just don't trust his team to hold on to someone like him, and he has been maddeningly inconsistent at times. So. I could understand them possibly wanting to ship him out. Like he, he only seems to play well when he's interest, interested in playing well. Um, but yeah, it's it's his production certainly was missed uh, in this game. No, no doubt about it. All right. Any other thoughts on the uh, these two games? No, they stunk enough. Yeah, pretty pretty sad week. Okay. So, uh, prediction standings, I do not have them. I did not have a chance to go back and research who who did what earlier in the year. So, By uh, default, we probably should just give it the belt. Just send the belt to Truman. Yeah. I mean, he, he wins it most like most times, so I guess. All right. How about this? I get the belt if the Red Bulls win MLS Cup. Four nothing on a Tom Barlow hat trick. And <laughs> you keep it forever if that happens. You never surrender it. We have to. We just make another belt. 
his becomes the uh, WWE Championship, and the new one just becomes the Intercontinental Title. Yep, yep. <laughs> All right, so moving on, the Red Bulls officially have a new coach, uh, Gerhard Struber, formerly of <clears throat> Barnsley, uh, was brought in recently. Uh, for, I think they paid like two million dollar fee to Barnsley to help release his contract. Uh, but he is not going to be coaching anytime soon because he has visa issues. He has to oh, you up. relax. This is a matter of inconvenient timing. That's all. But- yeah, definitely inconvenient timing on a visa. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I guess it works out because, I mean, who really expects him to do much this season anyway? So, right. yeah, <clears throat> it, it, there's there's no reason to even ship this year. Sit back, observe the team, take notes, come in at season's end and get to work. And that's honestly what it is. And maybe just blow away the coaching staff and bring your own guys in. Yeah, maybe consider keeping Carnell around. I mean, yeah, I'm okay with keeping Carnell because he's proven that he has. He's competent. Yeah. So far. Which is saying a lot considering where we're at in the season. Mm hmm. By the way, I, who, maybe sorry. if Chris Armas had just like bought a house near Red Bull Arena instead of traveling three hours from Long Island every day, you know, that could be a part of it. Yeah. And speaking of Armas, I was going to say, who who this season had Chris Armas being fired before uh, Ben Olsen? Uh-huh. Well, I think we all would have been okay with that. But. Oh no, no, okay, I'm, I'm talking like realistically. <laughs> Well, I mean, Ben Olsen is MLS was or should say was MLS's uh, Marvin Lewis. Like you know, every once in a while was kind of good, never really great. Ever had a few dismal years. I was kind of wondering, all right, well, when are they going to end this experiment? Went on a little longer than he should have. Yeah, he's pretty much was the Marvin Lewis of MLS. Yeah, he should have been gone five years ago. Yeah, I remember his Coach of the Year award. Um, it was 2014, and we were, everybody was everyone on the Red Bulls were complaining because Pecky wasn't even considered an option the year before, despite leading us to a Shield, the first one in club history. I, I think see his job. I, I think they kept uh, Ben Olsen in until they built the new stadium, and then they're like, okay, got the new stadium. They're like, oh, well, we're getting Wayne Rooney. All right, we're gonna keep him in because we're gonna have Wayne Rooney, and then you know he bailed on him, and then they're like. All right, what the fuck are we keeping this guy for? He's terrible. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll miss Benny Ball. We've we've benefited from Benny Ball. Yeah, so many years. <laughs> you might say the Ben Olsen era was the greatest in Red Bull history, really. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, the first playoff series win against DC came under Ben Olsen. Yep. Two of them. True. True. And the, uh, the, the second one spawned... Um, the hell? I can't remember the name of the song that we sing now. For the... God, the goddamn Beatles song. Why can't I remember the name of it? Twist and Shout? Yes. Because that, se- that second DC series, the away match, that's when it started. They started using Twist and Shout that match. I don't think it started at that match. Or, or at least that's where, that's where it, like... It got noticed at that match. Yeah, it got, it noticed. got noticed. Yeah, it got noticed by the league. And then the league wanted to copy it like they always do. Bastards. 
right. Anyway, uh, any thoughts on the new coach coming in? We do have an email, but I want to just. I mean, everything I read is uh, it's encouraging. Um, you know, I, I I I like the idea of him being a high press, and I've read uh, a high pressing coach, and I've read that he also. Um, the uh, he also um, sorry, I just got a text from my landlord. Hold on. I like it. Uh, I'm gonna say I just hope he doesn't fall off the Nakatomi Corporation Tower. That's what I'm. You know, he's really, you know, just don't do that. I think you know, just hang out till after Christmas, then do whatever you want. <laughs> uh, hey, I mean, if the visa doesn't work out, he probably won't be here till after Christmas. Uh. Yeah, high pressing coach. Uh, what I've read, I like that. I mean, I don't think necessarily that we have to be a high pressing team, but I do think it is a pretty good system. And I've heard he's got a few wrinkles that go along with it. I uh, hope if he is successful, he'll be here for a while. But you know, there, there's certain plenty of talk and whispers he could be here two years max if he's successful. But hey, whatever. If those two years are successful, if one of them is an MLS Cup, who's going to complain? But uh, yeah. once again, no matter who the coach is, need talent. And this play, this team isn't going to go any, isn't going to get over that hump without talent. Yep. All right. So uh, the email we have is uh, a little bit of a long one. It comes from uh, Jonathan. Good afternoon, guys at Red Bull Ram Podcast. My name is Jonathan, longtime listener, first time reaching out via email, and lifelong Metro Red Bull fan. I wanted to reach out with my thoughts on the appointment of the new head coach Gerhard Stuber, and I must say I am excited. Yes, anything would be better than the previous administration of Chris Armas. From what I can find on Google and from what some Barnsley FC fans have tweeted out, Strew has done a good job bringing up that club from the lower division, League One, up to the Championship League. Considering the tight budgets, resources, and markets the lower division English teams operate under, it's really quite admirable to finish top two in English League One for the competition is fierce as compared to something like the MLS. Results can be the determining factor of promotion to the upper leagues or relegation to League Two. New York Red Bulls already a club that operates in a tight budget with a roster of little above subpar players. I find it miraculous. Metro finishes in playoff positions in 2018 and 19, often with performances that could suggest this club could easily be a top MLS Cup contender. Let's not forget, 2018 was a shield year, so <laughs> making the playoffs was not a surprise that year. Uh, what a tease. With this new appointment, I am confident the tradition of finishing up in the upper half of the league will be maintained, and hopefully with the new coaches, strong ties to Papa Bull, this club can strategically redefine and reinvent our special blend of, quote, energy drink soccer, unquote. Add the right amount of star power, and MLS Cup will become a possibility once more. I am cautiously optimistic of the new appointment by the club. Thanks for your regular content, and keep up the good work. Uh, we do good work. Wow. We do do good work. I mean, I figured we were at least B minus. We're totally professional. What are you talking about? What he's really going to have to get used to is, you know, playoffs. That's going to be a thing. Hope, I yeah. hope someone told him about that. I hope someone told him about playoffs. So that's a, that we have to deal does, with. Uh, does League Two have promotion playoffs outside the top two? Uh, I think so. Because then he might be somewhat familiar. I hope. Vasa Stas. All right. Well, let's look ahead to something that we can 
that that uh, Gruber won't be here to be part of. Uh, but that is the Atlanta match coming up on Saturday, October 10th, 6 p.m. at Atlanta. That can be broadcast on MSG. Truman, you, you're up first. What are your predictions for this one? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. No Kaku against a bad team. Um, I spell badness. I mean, man, remember we were feeling good, and I was saying that they were going to get points out of games. <sighs> After that game against Miami, Kaku's such a hole. Uh, they're losing this one 2 nothing. Uh, I'm going to be a bit more optimistic uh, because what Atlanta doesn't have that Miami does have and that Miami didn't have when we last played them is uh, Federico Iguin. Um, you know, there, there was no one on Miami who was making that second that free kick goal uh, other than Fed- uh, oh, I'm sorry, Gonzalo Iguin. I apologize. Uh, and Atlanta right now, they're, they're just they're just miserable and they're not going to score goals. Um, not saying we are either, but that's why I'm going with a low scoring one one draw. They scored four against DC, by the way. Whatever. So what? Randomly, they scored. They have seventeen all season. They had thirteen goals before that. Just and that's just why. Saying. And that's what cost Benny Paul's job. All right. <laughs> all right. Anybody Sorry, so- scored four goals against Ben Olsen. <laughs> we Fuck didn't. you. One one. We we lost one nothing. Ah. Sorry. What was that score again? One more draw. All right, I'm, I'm I'm not optimistic at all. Like any time, any any time we get some hope here, it's just no. Um, I, all I can think of is the, is Ted Lasso. Yes, I watched Ted Lasso because got the free year of uh, Apple TV Plus, and the hope and and the, the line about uh, the fans. It's the hope that kills you. Mm. Yes, it certainly is the hope that fucking kills you. <laughs> uh, we're we're not good at all. Elena is not good, but I think they're at least slightly better. Um, plus, we have to play in their stadium. The only advantage we have is that it's empty. So that's true. That's true. Uh, but I'm I'm not optimistic. I think we're going to lose. I don't think it's going to be two nothing. I think it's going to be two one. We may get a goal. But we're not winning this. We're not walking out with the point. All right, the Red Bulls follow that up with a away match against uh, Toronto, Connecticut FC (laughs) (laughs) on Wednesday, October 14th, 7.30 p.m. on MSG. That game will take place at New York City FC's second home in Connecticut. Um, Truman, what do you think is going to happen against Toronto? Connecticut just loves to adopt teams, don't they? They just they just they don't have their own. They'll just borrow other teams. Yep. Wonder if uh, they'll make another appearance. <laughs> I mean, they they adopted gi- the Giants once. You know that happened. Okay. Uh, they almost stole the Patriots. So they, now they're just borrowing soccer teams. What do I think is going to happen? I don't. I don't even fucking know anymore. I smell a scoreless draw. That's what I smell. A scoreless draw because no one wants to be in Connecticut ever. Um, no one's going to be in the mood to play on a crappy stadium in front of no one. Uh, we'll all be asleep by halftime, including the players. 
Uh, I'm gonna, this is where I'm going to go with a loss. Uh, I'm going to say a 2-1 loss. Um, Toronto right now is on top of the league. Or on top of the... Uh, actually, I think on top of the... Yeah, on top of the league. Uh, and we are nowhere near that. So I, I don't see this one going well for the Red Bulls, even if uh, Toronto's slightly out of their comfort zone. So 2-1 loss. It's amazing that in a regular year, we would still be in the playoffs at this point. Yeah. We're, but we're only four points away from being out of the playoffs. So. Um, we're we're going to be very poor against Toronto. I think what's going to happen is the same thing that happened against Philadelphia um, right after Armas got fired. It's going to be a three nothing slaughter that we just can't. We don't have any presence in. Toronto's too good. We're we're that bad. Just done with it. Good thing about rock bottom is that there's nowhere else to go. That's right. <laughs> All right. So with that, it's time to move on to the dumping ground. I'm the trash man. Well, we, we kind of covered everything. We we're going to talk about Ben Olsen, but we already talked to him. But I'm just going to talk about something that you guys are definitely not expecting. And that's my favorite German team, FC Kaiserslautern. Ooh. We'll have the mighty have fallen. Uh, I've been following these guys forever. A co-worker of mine who I used to work with years ago was from there. So he got me into rooting for this team. They are 19 plates. You guys, you guys say that again. You kind of broke up. Okay, I'll say it again. They're in the third level of the Bundesliga in 19th place. Oof. Yeah. I don't know what's going on over there with this team, but this team used to be like a powerhouse way, I mean, decades ago. Um, they've usually hover around the middle of the second division, but this is rough. Rough. And I don't know how you pull a team. Like, how do you pull a team out of that spiral? Yeah. You know? There, there's uh, 50,000-seat stadium. Oil money? Maybe they need, like, Monster Energy Drink to sponsor them. Maybe that's mm. the <laughs> two energy drink uh, teams in the Bundesliga. Rockstar in there, yeah. With, with a with a fake corporation set up to act as the public trust, so they make sure they keep the fifty one percent public ownership in place. Yep. Mm. But I'm just saying, come on, Kaiser Slatten, get your shit together. Uh, this this is it's truly truly fucking embarrassing. Oh yes. It's uh, fucking embarrassing! There's spare parts, bud. <laughs> um, I guess for me, uh, Dumpy Ground, the only thing would be, uh, we have a player who has made his debut for Barcelona, Sergino Dest, um, which is pretty crazy when America has a player playing for one of the biggest teams in the world. Uh, and then also on the same weekend, Chris Richards started, and I believe got an assist. Uh, for Bayern Munich. So, uh, yeah, once again, I, I think I harped on this on last week's show, maybe the week before that, the uh, U.S. national teamers, young U.S. national teamers playing for very big clubs in Europe right now. It's exciting. Uh, hopefully, this is not like all the other t- uh, times we had hope and it just completely implodes. But, you know, so that's all I can say about that. So, speaking of that, uh, the Champions League group stage rosters were announced today. Ten Americans 
are oh. on the rosters for, in the group stage. Yeah, Tyler Adams for Leipzig, Conrad De La Fuente for Barcelona, Sergio Des for Barcelona, Ethan Horvath for Club Rouge, Weston McKinney for Juventus, Alex Mendes for Ajax, Christian Pulisic for Chelsea, Giovanni Reina for Borussia Dortmund, Chris Richards for Bayern Munich, and Zach Steffen for Man City. That is something, huh? I think that's a good sign, right? I think that's yeah. a good sign. It's got to be. It's got to be. And they're not playing for, again, like we always say, they're not playing for, like, Fulham, you know, or, or third-level teams in Amsterdam. Like, these are all big boy clubs. So yeah. I think that's a really positive sign that things are starting to turn. Yeah. Whether they when it when it come you know comes time we don't know but still yeah it's not like it's it's not like the guy that was like born in Alabama and then moved to France when he was three months old and is playing in the French second division and is a number ten and we're like oh he's the guy yeah he's the <laughs> guy who's gonna save us finally anybody remember Matt Miazga went over to Chelsea and we all thought he was gonna be eventually breaking into their squad. Yeah, he's he just uh, got loaned out again uh, to the team in the Netherlands. I forget which one, but the head coach is uh, oh damn it, who is it? It's a French national teamer. Used to be a I think French national teamer, or maybe it's a no. He went to Anderlecht. That's right. An- Anderlecht. Yep. And the head coach is the former uh, big time center back Vincent Company. There you go. So. Hopefully, Vincent. I mean, you know, Mias is getting to that point in age where it's like, all right, his ceiling is coming faster than we think. But if Vincent Company can get something a little, just a little bit more out of him, that'd be great, great news. They I, have, I, still, I still think Mias is Premier League capable. It's just, you know, probably not Chelsea. No. <clears throat> What's funny is that, that Angelic is the club that Kamar Lawrence and Michael Murillo are at right now. There you go, yeah. <laughs> so three former Red Bulls are on Andrew Lick. That'd be something, right? Man, Miyazu's only 25. I thought he was older than that. Yeah. Well, I guess in soccer terms, he's older. Yeah, soccer terms, he's... he's, he's that's, that's, like, that's 48, yeah. I mean, not, not <laughs> he's, his he's having a convertible with a hat on to hire his bald spot, you know? Yeah. It's kind of, his next step is pretty much like, okay, do I play for... Uh, you know, recently promoted Premier, you know, Premier League team, or go back to MLS. I mean, that that's pretty much where he is at his career at this point. He'll go to Toronto, and then be amazing. That's that's usually what happens from our, yeah. you know, with former players. Mm-hmm. All right, um, I, I'm going to promote something that Pat did. I talked about it. Ted Lasso. Yes. If you have a chance, watch it. That's oh, a tremendous show. They they built a amazing TV show off of an NBC Sports gimmick to get people interested in Premier League in year one of their TV deal. Not, none of them at sport. It was a it was a beer commercial. No, it, it wasn't a beer commercial. It was it was before it became the uh, before it became the NBC thing. I'm I'm oh, oh wait maybe you're right. No, I think you're right. It was the commercials for NBC. I, I yeah. stand corrected. Yeah, it, Ted Lasso was the uh, the Tottenham coach in the premiere of the commercials when NBC first got the the TV rights. Yeah, it's, yeah, now it's hitting me. You're right. I thought it was I thought it was the beer commercial, but I'm like, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know why I like it so much? Bill Lawrence is one of the developers. Yep, the guy the guy behind Scrubs. And I love that show. Yeah, he tweeted at me. 
the orange Don't. after that. I said how great the show was. Nice. But it's at Apple TV Plus. You need it, but still, if you have it, watch it. It's a good, good wholesome show. It's not like an Apple TV. I'm only watching it because we got it for free. Um, fiance got a new phone and or a new iPhone and became a promotion with it. You get one year free, so. Of course. All right. Anything else for the dumping grounds? No, sir. All right. Then that means it's time for Pat's betting corner. All right. So if you bet with me last week, you won money, believe it or not. You actually wow. won money. Yeah. So, uh, not to say that you should ever li- that based on that you should listen to me, but this week I'm going with Toronto FC, the Sunday night game against FC Cincinnati, Philadelphia Union over the Impact, and Sporting Kansas City over Nashville SC. Uh, I didn't bet on LAFC this week, so you probably should because they only seem to lose when I bet. bet on them. <laughs> there you go. So that's my three-team party for the week. All right, and the, the last thing on the agenda is Truman's terrible team of the week. That's terrible. What happened to the Galaxy and everyone talking about how they were back? I heard a lot of talk about this. Uh, maybe like a month ago, people were saying, oh, the Galaxy, they were back, they were back, oh, they're playing great. Well, they're not playing great, and they just got smacked around at home by uh, the Portland Timbers 6-3. Uh, to three. Mm-hmm. So I clearly do not pay attention at all to what happens on the West Coast. I mean, I barely give a fuck what happens to the rest of MLS except for the Red Bulls and then like the teams we hate just making sure they lose um, but that's rough I mean Portland good team this year but this still I heard all this yap about how great LA was going to be and they were they were making a strong push and they were going to finally topple over LA too and they clearly suck balls like we do yeah Chicharito so far a huge ginormous disappointment in LA um you know, I, I have heard it's not all his fault. He has no service, but yeah, still, you don't pay that kind of money for somebody to uh, not make a difference. All right, uh, so is that it? Time to wrap up. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. That is it? You can visit us at Patreon.com/slash Rant. One buck a month gets you exclusive content, such as our monthly wrap up, live post games, anything we decide to do. Email us like Jonathan did, RedBullRant at gmail.com. If you'd rather call us and get your voice on the podcast, 973-348-5329. Facebook.com slash Red Bull Rant on Twitter at Red Bull Rant for the show at Dr. Stoosh for myself at PMACDA2 for Pat at the Truman for Truman. Subscribe to our show via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. Last words before we get out of here. What was it you said to me earlier? yippee Kaye, motherfucker. Win. No, I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. Lay em, line them up and sh- knock them down. Win. All right. For Pat, Jimmy, and myself, this has been episode 350 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in. And as always, go Red Bulls. Off with us, Ian. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>